This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, it's hour two on the Chris Salcedo Show, and you guys are going nuts on that uh, <laughs> that CNN. I just tweeted it, retweeted it out. Uh, again, thanks to Raven for bringing it to my attention. And I talked about it on the radio, and all of a sudden you all are finding it on Twitter and just sharing it like crazy. But you see, this is the type of rhetoric that has become acceptable. Now, if you were to ask some uh, person over at CNN, was this acceptable? they say, well, of course not. And that woman won't be back on our air, yada, yada, yada. But these are the type of people who say those type of provocative things that they find to get on their air. Fareed Zakaria cursed up a storm on CNN. And he's still there. He praised a play that, that showed Donald Trump getting stabbed over and over and over again. And in this political climate that that they have helped foment these last seven or eight months, that's dangerous. And I think we're seeing the culmination of all of this. Now, Joe Barton, you heard him, you heard about him briefly there before we went to the break. And he is the he was the manager of the GOP team. And he, here he is giving his recount of what happened this morning. Came out to practice, started shooting. He shot at Trent Kelly, our third baseman. He shot at Steve Scalise, our second baseman. He hit Steve Scalise. There, Scalise's security detail and Capitol Hill police immediately began. to return fire. You could tell he's a little emotional there. Again, this is this is mo- he's still in his baseball uniform. As a matter of fact, I think he's on Fox right now, um, at a press conference. Managers of Capitol Hill congressional baseball teams holding a news conference. So it's it's Barton and uh, his Democrat counterpart up there. I, I think I don't think this baseball game that's scheduled for tomorrow night is going to go through, folks. To be honest with you, although I haven't received official word, I think maybe that's the reason why for this joint press conference. Let me see if I can get into the uh, the flip around apparatus here and hear what and hear what they are saying. Hold on a second. 
We left it obviously to the Speaker and Mrs. Pelosi and the Capitol Hill Police to make the final decision. But he and I both thought that the game should go on. And again, you you can be a liberal Democrat or conservative Republican or somewhere in between and discuss your issues on the floor and not go out in the lobby and get in a fist fight. This gentleman apparently drove 800 miles. Now, whether he came with intent, who knows? We'll never know since he passed away. But, but we need to take a step back, and I think at our level, we're, we should be a part of that. That's why we're holding a joint press conference. Do you think the climate's changed up here as members for you? I think the Internet and Twitter and all the instantaneity, if that's the right way to say it, of the news cycle has, has made it more impersonal and members flying back to their districts every weekend. Very few members live up here. Um, you know, it is a different climate today than it was in 1985 when I first got elected. Um, uh, part of it's technology, uh, and, and part of it is the way politics have evolved. The, the attack politics and the 15-second attack ads and things like that. Or devolved, depending on your perspective. So, yeah, apparently they want uh, the baseball game to go on. So the managers of both the baseball teams, the Republican Joe Barton and his Democrat counterpart, they're saying the game will be played. They will not be cowed. They will not be frightened or intimidated. Uh, back to this morning's, back to this morning's uh, harrowing experience as articulated by Joe Barton. Again, in this particular sound by folks you're listening to, that was live a moment ago. This is Joe Barton still in his manager's baseball uniform. And Alexander Police also immediately came and began to return fire. They shot the shooter, and I think the security detail saved a lot of lives because they attacked the shooter. So the heroes are the Capitol Hill Police, Alexander Police, and Steve Scalise's security detail. Do you know what the shooter looked like? Did you get a look he, at him? He was a middle-aged um, man, um, blue jeans and a blue shirt. Uh, I think he was Anglo, and uh, he had a... He had a a rifle, and I think he had an automatic pistol, but I wouldn't swear. Congressman Barton, can you at least tell us what it must have been like in this idyllic setting to suddenly have this kind of thing? Well, look, there's going to be all kinds of, you know, I'm the manager of the team. Um, several people, the security people were hit. One of our staffers were hit. Scalise was hit. Uh, I've talked to the speaker. I've talked to the Capitol Hill police. I'm sure there'll be some sort of a general statement later on, but luckily no one appeared to be killed. And again, I, th I just want to thank the security detail because they said they were. Yeah, Mr. Barton, how long did, did how, how long did it last? What, in ten minutes. About five ten to ten minutes. There were dozens, if not hundreds, of shots fired. Okay. It was it was scary. Did you take cover? Of course we did. Where did you take cover? We got, some of us were in the dugout, some of us were on the ground. I was behind the dugout. My son Jack got under an SUV, and uh, he was very brave. My other son Brad was in the, uh, in the uh, batting cage, and he also was very brave. Jack and Brad, his sons, see, that this was supposed to be a fun event. 
Congressman Barton had his children with him. And it's it's rather emotional. Let's get uh, back out of this live press conference with managers of both these baseball teams. There wasn't the Internet. But, you know, now people get information out of a fire hydrant, uh, much of it without a filter. Uh, and and um, and the level of discourse has become uh, it's not first people don't look at each other eye to eye to you know they they use the two thumbs and, and insult one another uh, and and there's it, it, it's I just think less in the civility uh, in, in uh, not just our, not just in politics but in, in day-to-day interaction with with people uh, that, that you see out outside too so it's it's just a different era we're operating in that, that is a little bit tougher than the one we operated in prior to all these changes. When my son Jack was born, I was uh, chairman of the Energy and Commerce Committee, and Jack got as many presents from the Democrats as he did from the Republicans. Um, and he still has some of those. Uh, he's grown up. He lives in Texas with his mother. Um, we're divorced, but he's he's grown up in the Congress, and he comes up every year. And when he comes on the floor, uh, he'll touch base with with uh, some of the Republicans from Texas, and then he'll make a beeline to the Democrat side to talk to Cedric Richmond, uh, to Mike Doyle, uh, and when John Dingell was still in Congress. Yeah, uh, to John Dingell. So he he is he is an example of of bipartisanship in himself. And uh, what a bygone era that is! Uh, you could hear Joe Barton choking up. Why wouldn't he? I can imagine those who have been in the political trenches a lot longer than certainly the Chris Salcedo show has been in existence. Uh, seeing the sorry state of affairs we find our country in. Again, I, uh, I blame the last eight years for this degradation. We didn't have a unifier in the Oval Office. We had someone who, who was very, very, was, was very partisan. Um, and I, I think, and again, I, I know this is going to sound partisan of me, and I'm not being partisan. I just uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being ideological. But th- this loss of civility, I don't think you can blame it all on technology. I don't think you can blame it. I, uh, but I will agree with the congressman, both of them, the Republican and the Democrat, that the that social media does provide a little bit of this, or maybe a, a, a good deal of it. The anonymity, the venom. Heck, I deal with it every day, and I can imagine how these guys who have been in Congress for so long, and that in and of itself is a a tragedy as far as I'm concerned, regardless of party. But how they feel on a day like this and and a sign of where our politics have devolved, and they have devolved. And the question I think that we have to ask ourselves is conservatives, uh, Democrats, independents, I don't know that progressive extremists go through this type of of reflection but i think that well-meaning democrats do uh but you know the 
And I'm talking, and when I say extremists, I'm talking about, you know, that, that 20% of individuals who identify themselves as socialists or communists or those who seek to do harm to this country. Those are the people I'm talking about. Those are the ones most active on social media, by the way. But the rest of us, how do we get back to civility? Because I think, in particular, in social media, those people have won the day. The extremists have won the day. And how do we get it back? I'll uh, have more from uh, Congressman Rodney Davis, who described his phone call to his family. He couldn't call right away because his cell phone was left on the field because it was part of a crime scene. We'll get into that coming up next. More to come on The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, I'm, I just, we just downloaded some sound, folks, moments ago while we were in break. Of course, it's, all this stuff comes down in break. Uh, it, this was Barton and Doyle. These are the two managers of the Republican and Democrat baseball teams, and they were asked a question. And it's pretty much in line with what you and I were talking about. Was this tone? Uh, listen to the question from the report, the unnamed reporter in Barton's answer and Doyle's answer. Listen to this. You think you, you clearly are both um, moved by this morning's events. Do you think this will translate into any actual change in you know six months from now? I would say yes, because this is this is a the institution of the Congress, the extension of that this baseball game where. You know, we play it to have fun, but we we raise a lot of money for charity. We'll raise over a half a million dollars for charity tomorrow night. And I think a lot of members who came to the briefing this morning feel like it's time to take a step back. Take a step back. And you we all and we all know what he's talking about. The Russia Trump, Trump Russia, the Trump stole the election, the He's an illegitimate president, needs to be impeached. Maxine Waters, Al Green, takes to the streets the vice presidential candidate from the last cycle, Senator Tim Kaine. This this rhetoric is damaging over an extended period of time. And we have had a sustained level of this hate for the last seven to eight months. Now, a lot of these liberals don't think they're being hateful. They, they have found a way to justify in their minds dehumanizing these individuals. And I'm going to play some sound bites in a minute that will remind all of you and our left-wing pals that, that these folks are human. 
And you can decry the policy. You can call the policy wrong and anti-American, and we often do. But when you start advocating for violence and excusing violence, there's a couple of leftists that showed up on Tucker Carlson's program the last couple of weeks justifying violence, would not condemn the violence because they believed Trump deserved it and Republicans deserved it. And these are the people carrying the day. At least over on Fox, these people were called out. Not so much over at CNN. Hmm. And uh, I can tell you, Mike Doyle inviting the Republicans to dinner at the Democratic Campaign Committee has got to be a historic first step in, in, uh, in, in bipartisanship. And I'm going to order the most expensive steak on the menu. If you have steak on the menu, we're, we're Democrats. We don't have steak. So that's-, <laughs> that's pretty funny. We're Democrats. We don't have steak. <laughs> it's just a true club. <laughs> I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say yes. Uh, I've been around this place a long time, and I've seen a lot of tragedy happen, and I've seen us all say it's going to change, and and uh, it hasn't. So let me say the answer I would say is I hope so, because uh, it needs to happen. Uh, but I guess time will tell. Yeah. Well, uh, mark it on the calendar. I agree with Congressman Doyle, a Democrat. It needs to happen. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and say, oh, I agree with everything Republicans say or I agree with everything Democrats say. But it's like, come on, dial it back. Dial it back. Draw the line at violence. There used to be a line there that nobody would cross. Not today. Not with President Donald Trump in the office. And I think we've seen a culmination of that in today's events. Congressman Rodney Davis was on with Fox this morning, and here's how that back and forth went. Police that were on the ground as part of Steve Scalise's detail immediately began returning fire. These are the heroes that stopped the massacre of innocent women, men, women, and children in that park today. Have you spoken with your family, sir? I did. I did. Um, I called my my wife and my children uh, immediately when I got a hold of a phone because... My phone's still hanging in a bag in a crime scene. What'd you tell him? I told him I love you. And Dad's okay. It's great to see you, sir. You too. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Rodney Davis, the Republican congressman from Illinois, live on Capitol Hill. That was Bill Hammer over at Fox News. They were all a little choked up. Uh, some had, the, as I said, Joe Barton had his own kids there. Now, they're older kids. But here's uh, here's Congressman Rodney Davis from Illinois, a Republican. And you could tell it was emotional to call home. I dodged a bullet today from a crazed maniac. In our what's supposed to be a civilized society, we came up with our system of government so we wouldn't be shooting at each other over policy differences. And unlike what you've been told, my friends on the Democrat side and the extremist liberal side, aside from what you've been told, these are human beings. Human beings with families. And they're not the monsters 
that the folks at CNN and the folks at MSNBS and the folks at ABC, NBC and CBS have claimed they are. Congressman Duffy was reacting, a Republican, reacting to the shooting of the GOP at the practice field, echoing the sentiments of uh, Rodney Davis. Kind of threats that come people's way uh, to Republicans and to Democrats and the threats that are made and the violence. I think this country has to take a pause and really rethink our values and our morals. And you have good people on both sides who come here to serve that are attacked um, uh, with language all the time. We have to, we well, have to look at this and do, take the temperature down. These are real people with real families. Um, and if you get that kind of leadership, um, I think that signals to the rest of the country, hey, these aren't sitting targets. Um, these are real men and women um, who have families and lives. Yeah, f- families and lives. And there was a man who showed up who hated Donald Trump, who hated Republicans, who, I, I mean, I, I can't repeat the things he was posting on his Facebook page, but we did post these up on the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. Just find it on Facebook and you can... Read for yourself the amount of hatred this man had in his heart when he opened fire today without regards to the families and the women and men who would be affected. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Madam President, I have just been informed that the alleged shooter at the Republican baseball practice this morning is someone who apparently volunteered on my presidential campaign. I am sickened by this despicable act, and let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society, and I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. That was the socialist senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders. The individual who was a supporter of Mr. Sanders, who did the shooting today, uh, was a big advocate for socialism. He regarded socialism as we the people. Of course, anyone with an understanding of history or what socialism truly is and what it does to societies understands it is a mechanism to empower government, not empower the people. And its cancerous cousin, communism, does much the same. Now, none of that is really germane to the violence we saw today, only in as far as this, is that individuals with this thought process uh, maybe this guy didn't rationalize everything out to where it ultimately leads. And they, and it's been my experience that many of these people on the extremist left, they rarely do. Most of them have utopian visions. Like, I would say, the socialist senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders, does. The socialism is wonderful, although there's no example of it ever working uh, positively in anybody's life. There's no, there's no example of communism ever succeeding. And what I mean by succeeding is uh, freedom, liberty, prosperity. That's, that's the conservative's bar 
freedom, liberty, and prosperity. You lose all of those in this trade-off where government is, quote-unquote, taking care of everybody. And, and when government gets to make those kinds of decisions, when government has the guns, um, uh, everybody gets taken care of, right? And if you speak up against that government, guess what? You're taken care of. You're never heard from again. That's where it all leads. Every lesson of history tells us these things. So, um, I, I th- this this ideology leads to this type of violence, in my view. Now, there is a reason why so many on the extremist left are decrying our ability to to defend ourselves. They're coming out and they're trying to say, "Oh, see, it was the, it was this guy, this this nut. If he didn't had a if he didn't have a gun, well, the nuts and the illegal folks are going to find, you know, I, I mean, illegal as in their status, folks who do illegal activity. They're going to find illegal weapons. It would be it will be the law abiding who doesn't have um, guns to defend themselves, and that's what." People like Bernie Sanders don't understand, or maybe he does, because remember, this was a big this was a big back and forth between he and Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders comes from a part of the country that values their their right of self-defense. So he was more to the common sense side of gun rights than was Hillary Clinton, who operated in some la la land. And you know what? I don't want to no, Hillary Clinton is too smart for that. She knows where losing the right of self-defense leads. She knows all too well, and that's why she supported it. She knows where it all leads. And it's uh, for those who are smart like Hillary Clinton, uh, that, that is, in my, in my view, a deplorable, to borrow one of her, her descriptors, a deplorable stance to take against citizens' right of self-defense. Not a right that was given by government, by the way. A right that was given by God, and then our government said, and that we said, when we formed our government, that we would protect your God-given right to defend yourself. Uh, If the Capitol Hill police were not on that field today, this would have been a slaughter. This would have been a massacre. The reason why they were there is because of Steve Scalise. He is in leadership, and that's why you had Capitol Hill police and you had a security detail because he was a member of leadership. Now, Scalise went down. He is not the worst injured, although he had to go through surgery. A staffer for uh, Texas Congressman Roger Williams was, my understanding, hit in the chest with a round and is in critical condition. We have not received an update on his status as of yet. But as Scalise goes down and is wailing in pain, Senator Jeff Flake and a guy named Brad Winstrip, who is a congressman from Ohio, who was also a veteran of the Iraq war, doctor, they both wanted to get to him. However, this was going on.
so they couldn't get to him. Well, this, well, while not only were shots being fired by the gunmen, but also return fire was going on from those brave individuals who put themselves into harm's way. And as the president said in his statement, they even took a couple of bullets and still kept firing at the suspect, still kept firing at the shooter. And Brad Winstrip, Ohio congressman, a veteran and a doctor, detailed for Fox today his perspective. Well, once the shooting stopped, I left my my position behind a building where I could keep an eye on him. Ran out there with Senator Flake and began putting pressure on him, on the wound and checking him out and uh, doing what you call a sweep, checking for any other, any other wounds. He's talking about Congressman Steve Scalise. That was... That was who they rushed out to help. Uh, they were pinned down by gunfire for a while. I mean, we're, we're talking about a baseball field in Virginia. Pinned down by gunfire. And finally, Brad Winstrip could move. And then when the medics came, we had better bandaging that we could put on the wound and we kept him stable and make sure that he was conscious and aware and got him some hydration. Yeah. And then uh, stabilized until the ambulance could come. What was the condition of the security agents? Because we understand both of them were shot as well. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you at this point because I stayed with Steve. I did see right. that there were others being tended to and uh, did have injuries and, and some blood. Yeah. So thank goodness Brad Winstrip was there, medical doctor. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an expert on talk about first aid if you find yourself in this type of situation uh where you can get uh training uh, let let me before i get to jeff flake the senator from arizona before i get to him let me reiterate something i said in the first hour you are the first line of defense for your family and i don't care whether you're a woman or a man you are the first line of defense. I encourage anyone within the sound of my voice to investigate firearms. If you decide that's for you, to go get training for those firearms, to get licensed to carry those firearms, and get comfortable with them. You are the first line of defense. I also encourage you to take advantage of tomorrow's segment and learn first aid. It could be the difference. There's an expression that when moments count, the police are minutes away. When seconds count, the police are minutes away. It took them three minutes to respond out there today. That's pretty dang quick, but still, as you could hear, a lot of rounds were fired in that three minutes, and it seems like an eternity. Senator Jeff Flake, he was at a different, he was on the opposite side of the field from Brad Winstrip and watched Scalise go down as well. We were doing batting practice and there are a number of members and staff uh, fielding. Uh, Steve Scalise was on second base, playing second base, fielding balls. And um, all of a sudden we heard a, heard a la very loud shot. Everybody thought that sounds like a gun. And the gunman was over by the third base dugout with a clear view of the field and everybody on it. And uh, then all of a sudden, a couple more shots, and we knew what it was. And I, I just remember seeing some uh, gravel, you know, bounce up as, as shots were coming near us. 
And so we, we climbed into the dugout um, and uh, tried to get our own people engaged. Some people were calling 911. It was at least 10 minutes uh, because uh, we were applying pressure to one of the staffers was shot in the leg and we had we got a belt out and put that on. Wow. Got a belt. Give me your belt. Got to make a tourniquet. This is this is what they were they were doing a triage right there in the right in the middle of Virginia in a baseball field, sitting members of Congress. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And we could see Steve Scalise out into the field. He dragged himself after he was shot from near second base, about ten or fifteen yards into the field, just to be I think a little further away from the gunman. But he was laying motionless out there, and so I wanted to get to him. Uh, but there were still shots going overhead from both sides. And uh, so finally, when we heard that the, the, the shooter was down, um, I just ran low out to Steve and, uh, and started putting pressure on the wound. Um, and then we, for about 10 or 15 minutes, did that until the medics arrived. Good grief. Good. Can you guys imagine it? I, I can't imagine it. Um, there's something going on in Capitol Hill right now, and uh, we'll, we'll I th- yeah, I think we can go there. Hold on one second. Let me see what's happening here. We saw courage in the face of death, and we saw examples of why all Americans should be grateful every day for law enforcement officers around this country. This is Texas Congressman Roger Williams speaking on one of his staffers being shot. There been 25 deaths or more today. I think we had 25 team players and about 15 staff. But officers Griner and Bailey prevented that, and my family and I will be forever grateful. The thin blue line held today. And law enforcement officers everywhere should be proud. And Americans everywhere should be thankful that this is still the kind of country that still produces these kinds of heroes. So ask everybody to join me in praying for the victims and for their full recoveries before you go to bed tonight. I'll be happy to take some questions. Roger Williams, congressman from Texas. Again, one of his staffers, arguably one of the hardest hit by today's attack. We're at the show up coming up next, folks. It's Chris Salcedo's show here on The Blaze. Be right back. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. To be able to prevent these types of tragedies from occurring again in the future. You know, we have all of these town hall meetings where, uh, unlike given the fact that the Republicans are in power, you know, they're, they're, they're facing this onslaught of very nasty uh, constituents, largely constituents, who are, who are angry and letting it be known, and it gets pretty heated. Uh, and then we have an environment where in New York, as I'm sure you're aware, the Shakespeare Festival, in which the, the lead character was a Donald Trump character, and they assassinate the guy, um, and a comedian who, 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 who carries the head Uh, of the president of the United States. At what point do you just say enough? At what point do you just say enough? Asks Neil Cavuto. And I, 
Well, I got to be honest with you. I've been at that point for the last three months. Enough. Enough with the baseless accusations. Enough with the playing politics, willing to burn down the country if you can't rule it, if you can't run it. This is, this, that, you, you don't win anything when you win that way. And I, and I think I've used that, that phraseology before. When, when you burn it down, what's left afterward? You're, you're the king or the queen of a, of a burned down, dilapidated, uh, no, basically nothing, but you rule it. What is it? I'm struggling to remember my Milton. Better to, uh, better to rule in hell than to be ruled in heaven. I'm paraphrasing, but you guys get the idea. And I, I, I've never subscribed to that attitude. There's so much to lose in the United States. And the civility and the ability to debate issues to miss and to win or lose. But some people have been taught, well, you don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to lose graceful anymore. You don't have to look at things and say, well, let me gracefully bow out. No, now, now you get to be upset. You get your safe space. And it, I don't know the country survives that, folks. All right, remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government. Rather, it's measured by how much power is reserved for we, the people. And I, by God, it's about time we start reasserting that power, isn't it? I'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll cover more of this. Be back then. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.